0: El futuro
1: tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey! Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of goddamn internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do a goddamn thing. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comedian who has a documentary you can check out on Amazon called $40 Till Payday. What a fucking show off. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Robinson. Also joining me, she's another fantastic comedian. She's part of the comedy horror sketch group. Called Night Church. We also duetted on a Jefferson Starship hit on an episode of Listcast. If you didn't hear that, I'm sorry for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Eve Esquire. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co host today. My favorite co-host of all, none. <laughs> it's just me directing this ship. Directing? That's not what you do with a ship. Piloting. Yeah. Pilot? Captaining. Captaining this ship. Sailing? I, yeah. <laughs> Propelling? I don't know. Eve? Come on.
2: Yeah, well, um, Come up
1: with some words. You
2: wouldn't even let us sit in the usual co-host spot. You're like, <laughs> keep, just keep, going. keep I, going. You're lucky
1: I don't have the haunted doll. In that spot, that's normally what's there. I was there. wondering why it was Inst- staring at me. with his- Instead, it's just creeping on everyone from the corner. Empty eyes and what looks like puppet herpes, I which know. he prefers sometimes. It's Robert the doll. Ah. He's my co-host today, but I do have a room full of guests, and by that I mean two.
2: Oh, micromanaging the ship.
0: There you go. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like that. Corey Robinson's there. Hey, everybody, how you doing out there in Radio Land?
1: This is your second time on this podcast? Uh, second or third. Either way. Second or third. Something like that. Yeah. And Eve Esquire's here.
2: Hello and ahoy.
1: And this is like your second or third time on the second podcast. Time. Got a couple youngsters in the room. <laughs> oh. Gonna groom you both up right.
2: Ooh, grooming
1: yeah that didn't sound right <laughs> that didn't sound right at all because I, right yeah. I meant for it not hand. to because this is a comedy podcast there we, we there we go and we get inappropriate
0: Woo! i'm looking forward to it after you already told us to stand as uh, sit as far away from you as possible just
1: i mean there. that it was a joke but also <laughs> just it's more comfortable if we're all, to sit far away and then you're like yeah we're gonna if i groom get groom it's, you. it's just more comfortable if i get to like really spread my legs out
2: i
0: hear
1: you i'm sure you're both fine
0: over in the corner oh yeah yeah,
2: yeah if this was an airplane instead of a ship we'd all be pretty good oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. i would fly in this yeah. exactly and like this seat setup with like you know and being under the influence that would definitely be a much more way a better way to fly
2: and great yeah. mood lighting yes
0: indeed it's like virgin yeah. yeah it's great yeah it is it's like we're on a virgin flight right now
1: <laughs> we're flying the red eye on virgin <laughs> airlines Talking about some unpopular opinions today. Indeed, I uh, I came up with mine kind of at the last minute. It was uh, I was watching television mm-hmm. and didn't really have an idea for what my opinion this week was going to be. And then I realized, oh, I hate the show I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> what show was that? Oh, and- what show could it be? And it had led me to my opinion. The show is called McMillions. Oh, okay. Either of you seen it. I've seen like the first
0: two episodes.
1: That's all you need. (laughs) That's the whole problem. My, I guess my premise of it, I guess my opinion is that most documentaries don't need to be a series. That's very true. No. And uh, they're really starting to bum me out Uh by stretching these stories out. Like if they presented this as a documentary and they were like, it's six hours long, <laughs> you'd be like, fuck you. And goodbye. <laughs> I am never going to watch that in my entire life. <laughs> but yeah, you will. Because they'll put
0: it out once a week. That's very true. An hour at a time. Well, it's not once. Is it once a week? Is it on, it's on HBO or is it on Netflix? It's on HBO, okay. so they're they're putting yeah, them out a once a week, yeah. Netflix does like the, they'll give you like a three or four hour documentary in parts so that you can kind of like decide for yourself if I'm going to jump back into this and get it out the way.
1: Yeah, I mean that I don't mind as long as the, the subject matter is worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But this, is at least in this case, it's not, and it's not the only one. I wouldn't yeah. just... I I wouldn't disrespect the institution that is unpopular opinion. (laughs) I thought you were going to say McDonald's. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Uh, But... The McMillions documentary, like, I tweeted about that. I tweeted last night that it should have just been a 15-minute podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's an interesting premise. It's about a, a a guy who managed to rig the McDonald's Monopoly game for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, But it's also a documentary about a guy who managed to rig the McDonald's Monopoly game for <laughs> years and years and years and years. And there's not a lot to that story. You pretty much summed it up. Yeah, once you once you know how he did it, it's like <laughs> cool. Yeah, and they're stretching it like crazy. Yeah, and you watch it. They they it they they kind of cover what happens with the scheme, and we know at some point there's going to be a a a plot to catch them that's going to happen shortly down the road. But in between that, it's all this all these details about the family of the guy who pulled this scheme, and it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> are
2: there any, any, any interesting factoids about the family?
0: None of them are in jail. <laughs> Can I throw in a, a, a... Like, the only other interesting thing I've seen in the two episodes is, like, the... The detective that was onto this shit really, really needed something to do because he was in the FBI in Jacksonville. I am bored shitless. So glad you brought that up <laughs>
1: because this was all happening in August of 2001. Something he could have done in Jacksonville at the time was maybe look into the nine eleven hijackers who were training in Jacksonville that is an idea. at that exact time. <laughs> I mean, maybe jump in that investigation. See if you can have some impact. But no, you McDonald's. Yeah. Wow. That that killed me when they opened by saying, yeah, there's just not much happening in the Jacksonville FBI. It's like 9-11
0: happened <laughs> in part in your neighborhood. Because you were too busy looking for McDonald's Monopoly game pieces.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure it's that's not exactly why 9-11 happened. <laughs> but it's not not. Why, I think it's yeah. mostly why 9-11 happened. <laughs> Maybe they
2: were training, they couldn't get that last railroad piece, and they're like, fuck it, we're doing it, it's a sign.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that, when I tweeted about it, that was one of the things people were replying to me, was, oh, I love that FBI agent, though. It's like, I don't love any fucking FBI <laughs> agent. Same. I don't care if he's got a
0: spunky personality, he's still a fucking cop. Yeah. Federal cop. I hate his laugh yeah like there's yeah. no cameras but you can even, uh, like you need to be able to see like the fact like he has a like he's have that face to the laugh more than the laugh i kind of feel like that's why that
1: documentary is so long if yeah. you had to pack all the information he has into two hours it would just be too much of him yeah the whole time like it, he would
0: wear you out Mm-hmm. he just needed he just needed a reason to tell a story like he just you watch that documentary and it's like oh this is all about this dude like the whole reason this is even on tv is because this guy pursued this shit to the point where somebody's like all right netflix let's let's green light it you know yeah and i he really I, wanted someone to see it
1: i i think what's happening is the same thing you see all the time with television and movies and music to some extent one person will do one thing really well and the entire industry is like oh we got to start doing that now yeah and i think when it comes to documentaries i think it was making a murderer on netflix Mm. is the one where everyone was like oh well our documentary has to be a series now and it's like there is enough information in making a murderer to make it a series yes that needs to be an essential component mm-hmm. of your documentary series.
0: Is there a reason for it to be six fucking hours long?
1: And most of the time, I'd argue
0: there's not. Yeah, a lot of them fit into like ninety minutes at the most.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what was it? It was Errol Morris had that uh, uh, half a docudrama documentary that came out on Netflix with Peter Skarsgard, and like Errol Morris is one of my favorite documentarians always has a great story, but like this thing was like multi episodes long and like by episode one and a half I I just wanted to shut it off. I'm like, I don't get the point. How come there's only like an hour and twenty eight minutes of tabloid and that is a fucking ride that Ooh. starts out with beauty pageants and ends in cloning of dogs in Korea. What and ways you just never expected, but yet it's like here is an FBI guy he took some ass, he committed suicide. Okay, in the we
1: are thinking of pleasure. the same documentary. It's called <laughs> yeah. Wormwood, and okay. you are absolutely yeah. right. It's like, a that's a lot, right there. It's another example of one where in that the, what documentary did you bring up?
2: a uh, tabloid.
1: Okay, and that's the thing, Wormwood at the end reaches a really crazy conclusion that you do not see coming. And I think that makes it seem to some people like, oh, well, all that time in between was really important. No, it's not. You can still, you can get to that point. There's a documentary out right now called Cold Case Hammersholt. And it's about the death of former UN Secretary General Dog Hammersholt, whose plane was probably shot down over, uh I can't remember. It's somewhere in Africa. He was flying from the Congo, and I don't remember where he was flying Lydia? to. No, but he he got shot down, and it seems like it's going to be a documentary about that, mm-hmm. and then it ends up being a documentary about the South African government intentionally spreading AIDS, and they get there in like two hours.
2: That's great. Yeah, still, they,
0: they, Well, I don't know if that's great, but that's an interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not no, I cheered. It was so great, yeah.
2: I just I I got shit to do. Yeah. And like everything comes out it's like this twelve episode major yeah. event. I'm like, no, I don't got twelve hours for you. And then it's like it's not even twelve hours, like we sat. Me and my boyfriend said we watched Dracula and I'm like, okay, this will be a nice hour. But no, there are three one and a half hour movies and there didn't need to be two of those hours. Mm -hmm. At least.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel like it's possible. Like there can't there are some stories that need a whole series. There's a Chicago Bulls documentary coming out on ESPN this summer. And as much as I I grew up in Illinois, I know a lot about those Bulls teams, Mm -hmm. but I don't know any of the behind the scenes shit. So I'm like, I'm all for it. I I will watch 10 episodes of that because I want to have my illusion of what Michael Jordan was in the 90s. I just want to have it destroyed. (laughs) I just want to sit there for 10 solid hours. pull back this curtain. And have people tear down my childhood hero. (laughs) And I'm going to fucking love him anyway. He was wow. so great at the Kobe memorial. Oh yeah.
2: I haven't seen that.
1: He well he was crying That's a lot and he at one point was like I want to be another fucking crying meme. Yeah, for, for the, the, next like, the next 4 years. Next 4 years but it was great.
0: what was beautiful about that moment though was like I, I'm a diehard Laker fan and this like whole last month has been fucking hell but and I didn't want to watch that memorial because I just got better like I just feel like yeah, I, I just same. stopped mourning you know it was like so I was like I don't need to cry at work and but someone sent me the link to the Jordan thing and I'm starting to get choked up and then at that moment where he's like crying he's like now I gotta be another crying meme for the next four years and the whole building just erupted in laughter and it was yeah. like it was a perfect Perfect timing, you know? He is the Michael Jordan of delivering Kobe memorial speeches. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he fucking murdered that shit. It was great. Can I can I throw out a documentary I I wish was a series? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, both fire festival documentaries. <laughs> oh, yes! Fuck yeah! Yes, I cannot get enough of. I I've watched both of them multiple times, and I just want more details on how this shit show kept becoming more of a shit show. Like I know you're holding back information. Like this megalomaniac rich dude that was like, nah, we're fucking having this festival." <laughs> it's like, but no, we don't have any. None of the people are coming, and we don't have any villas. And it's like, fuck it, we're still doing it. And I'm like. Like I could watch this for days and days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems like they... Ja Rule is involved for no apparent reason. It's perfect.
1: And it seems like they filmed everything. Like just yeah. show me the meetings. Yes. That's all I... Like I just want to see them shooting down every naysayer in the room.
2: <laughs> I, I want to see the moment where the accounting department... Because you know it's just some nebbish little people. I work mm-hmm. in accounting so I know how it goes. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, just a few quick questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We don't have money. We have money. Find it. Oh, uh, that's 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 not how that's not how it works. Just just like I just want to see that. And also, there are three fire festival. Uh, there's one made there's by Joey one? Clift. It may not be as serious, but it is a third fire festival you documentary. Just made me so happy! And oh yeah, that's exactly that how it's built. Oh. Is as the third. <laughs> it's the fire
1: fest of Firefest fest documentaries. pretty much yeah there's a a great moment from the fire fest stuff that's not in either of the documentaries we did a podcast about it before the documentaries came out really on the cutting edge <laughs> uh and there's a quote from i forget the name of the guy that organized it who ended billy up Billy something yeah billy yeah i don't know <laughs> but there's a quote from one of the meetings where someone is voicing some sort of objection about how they're not going to be able to do this in time. Mm -hmm. And his only response was, let's just do it and be legends.
2: (laughs) That's someone who's seen Space Jam too many times. Yeah, that's
0: that's actually a huge part of why that thing went crazy. Because he's like one of those dudes that's like, won't take no for an answer but like he's rich so you can't really tell him shit so it's like my mindset is what's making this world happen like you, you gotta be a doer you gotta be a go getter and he's trying to have that uh that you know mindset over everything and all the people like you're talking about the accounting the marketing they're like dude no like you don't have enough money to pay us like we're just doing this just cause like you're floundering right now we don't want to see you go down like that and he went down like that. Yeah.
2: My Metro pass failed. Can I get recompensated for next time I come into the office? Oh,
0: please. The, the best part is when <laughs> is when they when he just says like, "Yeah, we have no money." And um so, you know, you guys don't have to quit, but you know, we have no money, so. But you're all kinda, here. Yeah, it just kind of gets off the phone. <laughs> and then and then like everybody's like has anyone else been contacted by the FBI? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's definitely subject matter that could be spread out oh, over yeah. a few episodes.
2: Just firefest the support staff. That's all I want to <laughs> hear about New York and then when we go to that island because mm-hmm. those people were fascinating. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh but I f- I feel like a lot of the documentaries lately that people have loved so much that we're multi-part things. We're just too fucking long.
2: I'm going to say it. I don't need five hours of Ted Bundy again,
1: <laughs> uh, man. Again. There are two things white people love in this world above all else. And it's dolphins and fucking Ted Bundy.
2: Why though? If f- only Ted God Bundy fucking murdered a dolphin. That,
0: that is the, like just as a black guy, that is the epitome of white privilege to where yeah. you killed tons of people, you were able to just li- jump out the window at one of your court cases. Literally. <laughs> just literally jump out the window and run away. And while the whole time you're in jail, women are throwing themselves at you. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Wow. Yeah. The, Boggles the mind. Like, I, I host a podcast
1: that used to be a true crime podcast, and it's just, like, slowly stopped being that. Mm-hmm. And it's because true crime just over the past few years has just kind of like sketched me out a little bit. Like it, it doesn't feel good anymore and it probably never did like as much true crime as I used to watch. But now it's, it's like there's a point where celebrating shit like that is not cool and it feels like we celebrate Ted Bundy yeah, yeah. like there's a like people are like oh I want to know his motivations motherfucker we figured that out yeah he was crazy there's a TV show about us figuring that out it's called Mindhunter <laughs> go watch that
2: oh that's a great show yeah yeah like are that's a, another season yeah the, they had a second season come out oh, nice. uh,
0: yeah there's ago. two seasons I'm gonna check that second season out
2: Uh. oh it is so fucking good but it
0: yeah, I don't we idolize like America has a thing with the bad guy, you know, like we, we love to idolize gangsters, serial killers, like anything that gets popular for whatever reason, you know, and there's like several serial killers you can name, you know. Yeah, you you mentioned Kobe or I mentioned Kobe. We all mentioned Kobe. Yeah.
1: One of the things that really bothered me, it, right I mentioned this on an episode a couple weeks ago. There were a bunch of people right after he died who were pointing out that he had committed rape at mm-hmm. one point. And it's like, yeah, you can you can jump in people's timelines and yuck everyone's yum because they're sad about kobe Mm -hmm. but not if you've recently compiled a list of your favorite serial killers
0: that's an excellent point
1: you you don't get to do those two things and pretend you're being woke
0: yeah and you're being a fucking hypocrite is what you're being what makes you more of a more of an asshole on top of being a hypocrite is the fact that like you choose this moment to do it like you had yeah. you had all the last like I don't remember when the Colorado thing happened, but you had like over 10 years to keep yes. bringing that up. But you want to do it while this guy tragically died. And you've also got the rest of your life card. to do it. that, too. Like, why
1: now? Yeah, but we've talked about that so much. I feel like me talking about uh, true crime and how it's kind of fallen out of favor with me sort of leads to the other opinion I wanted to to talk about which is that I'm tired of Nazis as entertainment. I don't like Seconded. I tried to watch there's a a show out now called Hunters and everyone's really excited about it because it's executive produced by Jordan Peele and it's Al Pacino's first like TV series. I've seen the ads for that. Role. And I mean it's 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 a fun shoot 'em up, but it also I'm just going to say it makes Nazis look pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And like, I don't, I, I don't need to see Nazis being the ones doing all the cool Tarantino violence in a TV series in fucking 2020, like inglorious bastards. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, cause Trump wasn't in office. <laughs> we weren't, we weren't slowly or uh, not really slowly. We weren't speedily, declining toward being a notch nazi nation ourselves or at least we didn't realize we were Mm -hmm. at that point but we fucking know it now and now it feels like nazis are
0: sort of a fetish it always has been yeah like they're they're semi-celebrated in gaming culture you know because like just about they're in so many video games and you know, just like you can always play as the bad. Like when you're a kid, you got G.I. Joe and you got Cobra. So you just, you know, you know which one's the bad guy, but you need both to play. So that just automatically like gives people the option to be a Nazi. You know what I mean? Right.
2: What I find hysterical is uh, my best friend who lives up in San Luis Obispo. She has a niece. And my friend showed her Indiana Jones. And she's like, what are Nazis? What, what is this?
0: Mm -hmm. why are they
2: evil and you know my friend's explaining then she showed her sound amusing it's like it's the fucking nazis again
0: (laughs) (laughs) fuck they are part of history but we do put them in a lot of media
2: yeah it's an easy villain it's like it's it's totally cool to hate nazis and it is absolutely Absolutely. okay to hate nazis but it's like punch them if you need to as we see with the ted bundy effect if you villainize anybody enough Mm -hmm. sometimes i'm like
1: oh their feelings (laughs) and we already know those people are out there yes those people are already out there going oh let's hear the nazis out it's fine like
0: don't punch nazis no violence against nazis no violently hit like return violence to people that want violence upon you yes yeah and Uh, what were you gonna say
2: oh i'm just gonna say uh as i often say on this podcast i am from idaho where we are, uh, <laughs> we're, we're rolling in the Nazis up you, north. You know a that thing or
1: two about Nazis well, up there.
2: Well, everybody knows, like, have you ever have you been to Coeur lane? And it's always the same thing. It's beautiful city, lots of Nazis. It's like, we're number one in white supremacy. And, like, we have Confederate flags at the ready. I mean, and we weren't even a state when the Mason-Dixon line was created. So, I'm like, this isn't about Southern heritage at this point. Right. Uh, it, it's that like... It's
0: crazy ironic.
2: There's so many... I, I, it's one of the few states I, that does not recognize hate crimes as being a crime. Yeah. Like there was recently, like a, a a black mildly retarded boy who got like raped in a locker room by some jocks, and they were found not guilty. The fuck?
1: Yeah, Jesus. It's
2: How like, they not found guilty of at least rape. I I I don't know. Like if it's know. not a hate crime, it, it was it's still shenanigans. Rape.
1: <laughs> This is like- that it was
0: that was shenanigans <laughs> that is, that's a bit of an understatement.
2: so says biden I, <laughs>
0: well, that's I, I, just malarkey those kids those boys are being boys come on let them play
2: pretty much and because and because they're jocks they're a protected class yeah.
0: oregon's got a history like that oregon was like yeah. whites only and it's funny because like and they
2: a, were a state yeah during the Civil war
0: mm-hmm. and but it's funny because there's like a huge uh black comedy on well, getting bigger. That, uh, black Comedy Festival in Portland is a way of, uh, I guess, us being like, yeah, we're gonna try our best to just take this little spot. But yeah, I've driven through Oregon. It's just it's it's interesting that they hated they hated black people for so long. Probably still do. I don't really care. Uh, but <laughs> like the irony, the irony for me is like you're not allowed to pump your own gas in Oregon. Yeah. So now I have like a white dude pumping my gas for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a selfie and sent it to my grandfather. <laughs>
2: Looping back to documentaries, Wild Country, which was an excellent five-part documentary about uh, Osho.
1: See, even that one. I, Osho? I got in an argument with someone because I was like, yeah, it was a fine documentary, but it didn't need to be 10 episodes long.
2: I didn't need to hear and the he song was, Sour that many times. And
1: he was like, it was, it was like six episodes. Oh, and I was like, there's no way that's true. It was so long.
2: It was long. And
1: sure enough, it was only six
0: episodes. I'm but not it, even sure what this one's about.
2: Oh, this is about uh, a cult from India that invaded Oregon. A Legitimately. It, it was kind of culty. The guy, mm-hmm. Osho, was like this whole cult leader and guru. Mm-hmm. And he had like all these Mercedes Benz and Rolls Royces. And they all wore the same color. And mm-hmm. so all the white people in this community. One guy, my favorite line from the entire thing was, he just thought he was the queen of England.
1: <laughs> it is a crazy documentary because it's it's exactly that. It's all of these weird religious types all converge on this small town in Oregon. And they're like, we're just going to take this over
2: because we're smart nerds who are even a guru.
1: Yeah. They're like, we're going to run for office. Like we're going to be your government. And boy, did people not take kindly to
2: that. (laughs) But the people they didn't take kindly were not that smart. Hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 That one, I suppose that was fine. And it's fine subject matter, but I don't, uh, I just, I don't want to see any more Nazis. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm tired. Like I tried to watch the man in the high castle season four Mm -hmm. came out earlier this year and I couldn't get past episode one. It's like, it's like hunters. I can tell is going to be a good show and probably a show I would like. I'll probably even finish it. That's how in theory how good the show is but it's also like it feels gross being like oh man that nazi just killed that guy in a really cool way and it's like but that's what they're going for and it's it's like superheroes fighting fucking golf nazis hmm. and like golf nazis yeah like the spoiler the opening scene is this woman at a party and she realizes this guy she's talking to was in one of the concentration camps like he was a nazi working in the concentration camp and they're at this fucking luxurious pool party somewhere in new york and he just pulls out a gun and literally shoots everyone at the party and it's visually stunning like it looks great it's a really cool scene but that motherfucker's still a nazi and it also kind of normalizes the idea that now nazis have always been in our government and it's like, wait, 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 wait. That should be a documentary. Like, if you got those details about how not like because this, this guy, this is like the '70s, mm-hmm. and everything they say about the series, they're like, oh, based on true events. And it's like, all right, so Nazis were like fucking threatening congressmen in New York in the '70s and having them carry out their Nazi agenda. Where's that fucking documentary, Jordan Peele? Right. You gave us a documentary
0: about Lorena Bobbitt.
2: That was way well, too long.
0: Well, also too long, yes. Well, it had it was about Nazis, so I'm pretty sure if Jordan Peele's a the director, they're not going to be very cooperative. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. It's like, yeah, we, we don't like you people. <laughs>
2: and also, it'd be nice to show what a modern Nazi does look like so we can stop arguing. They wear about- red
0: hats and go to NASCAR and... Uh, <sighs> That's actually Pretty much that's what's frustrating now. Like just again, just seeing it from my perspective, it, it, it used to just be like it's never been quite. I don't really know how I'm trying to express this. It's never been quite comfortable to be a minority in America, given what like a lot of racist white people can be like. But now it's outright like white people like there are racists out there that are. The new Nazis, like we fought Nazis in World War Two, like we all united to not to be like, fuck these motherfuckers. And now you're like, cool being that. And that's my that's it's mind boggling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The thing about Nazis, we know how their shit ends. Yeah. Like we we had a whole public trial over it Mm -hmm. so we could document what they did and we could identify the signs when we saw them coming again. And now they're coming again and people are identifying the signs and a whole fucking half of the country is like, Sh- shut up. You, once you bring up Hitler, you lose the argument. But you know, then it's then like, again, not if your dude is Hitler. Yeah.
2: But then again, when Hitler was coming into power in Europe, like Charlie Chaplin's like, this, this shit is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And people are yeah. like, no, we don't know that. Let's just play it cool. Let's play it cool. And he's like, no, I'm going to fucking make the great dictator. Yeah. And you, my fucking make fun this guy he stole my mustache he literally <laughs> stole my mustache this is not cool yeah and totally did And was not popular when it came out and now it's like a beloved class it's like oh yeah we've always hated Hitler. and it's like charlie chaplin's like in heaven surrounded by 14 year old girls going bitch no no
0: <laughs> i like how you frame that
2: one <laughs> the man act was created probably specifically for mr chaplin
0: there are so many different examples of that in hollywood it's sad. Uh, speaking of which, uh, how about Harvey Weinstein getting uh, convicted of something? Uh, Two counts. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm I, for I, him being convicted. Very. Uh, it just sucks that like a lot of the more heinous charges, they're mm-hmm. just like, whatever.
2: Did you read Did you read any of the testimony? Hmm. Oh, I did. And like, it was like, she's like, and then he got on top of me and he raped me. Uh, please explain what happened. What the fuck did I just say? His penis entered my vagina and penetrated it against my will. And it's like, you have to be that specific. And I'm like, the fuck? And I tweeted this (sighs) out. It's like, how come we never need detailed testimony from the accused of why you just couldn't jack off into a sock?
0: That's an excellent point.
2: I mean, cause like rape is all about power and like yeah. that would dismantle anything. I was like, even if he was like acquitted of that, we would have this great testimony of him explaining why I couldn't masturbate in that moment in great detail.
0: I don't, yeah. I want to understand like how, like I, I read some of the charges and he had like third degree rape and third degree sexual assault or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck is third degree rape? Like either you, like, I, I don't want to sound like, you know dumb but like did you rape somebody or not like this is
2: like why are you getting a
0: third like what is third degree
2: i think that includes violence Uh-huh. because some rape it, it just kind of the other person kind of shuts down you don't need to use violence and then there's of course masturbating in front of somebody where it may not be violence so there's mm-hmm. different degrees
0: it just is it's still just crazy to me that like we know this motherfucker did it yeah you know like there's 90 people that came out you know even if you want to say like, oh, have those women in line. That's forty-five women that he raped.
2: Yeah, and like everybody's—he like, came out in his bathrobe. He came out in his bathrobe. He came out in his bathroom. He wanted a massage. He wanted a massage. He wanted mm-hmm. a massage. It's like, uh, I mean, even if you like read everybody's account, this has been servicing around for a very long time. Yeah,
0: it's like a, it's like a cliche, you know? Yeah. Like everybody, like we, like as a comedian, we joke about shit like that. It's like, oh yeah, the casting couch, yada yada yada. And like it's, it's such an open secret that we're not okay with it but it's just that well known you know yeah there need to be more tv shows about that because i feel
1: like all the ones that have all the movies and tv shows about me too stuff or sexual harassment stuff i feel like we always find a little flaw in them where we're just like fuck that show forever like Mm -hmm. the loudest voice which is a great showtime series about roger Ailes. A lot of people were like, fuck Roger Ailes. I'm not going to watch a show about Roger Ailes. And it's like you're not watching a show about Roger Ailes. You're watching a show about how a fucking sexual predator in his position was able to do the things he did and get away with them. Yeah. And it's fascinating is the wrong word. Interesting. It's enlightening. Okay. Mm. And it uh, like it's the kind of thing where... I say this also about there's a Netflix show called Unbelievable, which is basically a true crime show, but it's about a serial rapist. Hmm. And the girl who first reports him for rape is treated very badly by the police. Mm -hmm. And it's the kind of thing where like every dude should watch it. Yeah. I understand if women kind of I understand why a woman would not want to watch it. It, I, I see how it would be very triggering We're traumatizing, but like there's not enough shit like that, but we can't fucking wait to watch Nazis fight it out with the resistance in movies and TV shows. And it's like fight Nazis in the fucking streets, not in your video games and on your TV shows.
2: Yeah, (sighs) where they can't feel your punches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, it's an interesting twist on the documentary thing is uh, the Aaron Hernandez one. Where it's like, I feel like I could have watched more and less of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, there's so many
1: of them. Yep. There were like, th- there have been three at least. Fucking Aaron Hernandez. Oprah made one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There are, there's a net, there's one on Netflix. That's what the I'm talking about. an A&E documentary that came out like a year ago or maybe longer. There's an investigation discovery documentary. And they're all basically the same thing. Mm. Like it's all just, was he gay?
0: It's like eh, I don't know if I care. Yeah, that doesn't really like. Was he gay? He absolutely had CTE, but like, yeah, like is is the CTE more to blame, or was he? Or was this dude just a legit sociopath? I mean, well, yeah, well, both are applicable. Yeah, like that's the kind of shit I need from true
1: crime going forward. Yeah, because I feel like the direction true crime which is another thing that i feel like i don't need to see that much of on tv anymore like if you watch investigation discovery a lot of it now is trending toward like just crimes or like oh these neighbors hated each other or this woman got stalked Mm -hmm. and it's like now we're just like reveling in people's misery yeah like there's no like oh what were the what were their motivations when they stole the hubcaps off their neighbor's car and got shot in the neck for it? <laughs> it's like, that's a tragedy that doesn't need to be a television show. Like, we know what happened. Two neighbors were assholes until one of them out-assholed the other with a gun.
2: That's a Reddit yeah. post at most.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, stuff like Aaron
1: Hernandez, that I need to know. Yeah. Like, I need to know how a
0: life goes in that direction because he you couldn't dude couldn't have been better off you're on the patriots winning super bowls he he played a whole season after he killed somebody yeah and then he killed someone after he signed a giant contract yeah and then he tried and and i wrote this uh like i don't know if it was good taste or not but like i wrote a joke like he tried to um like he because of that contract when he like a lot of people say he killed himself in prison because it was a loophole that would have got uh, his daughter his uh, nfl pension and i was like that like so he was trying to cheat the system that motherfucker was a patriot till his dying <laughs> breath. that's a good joke thank you that guy felt more about his
2: daughter than my mother did when she died about me wow yeah, we had to pay out of pocket for her funeral for the most part. That's sad. I'm sorry. She was a big advocate of "I'm taking it all with me."
0: <laughs> Did she?
2: Pretty much. Well, there you go. She fucked us all over.
1: <laughs> Leave sorry. nothing on the floor. <laughs> she left it all on the field.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, all right. So that that's that's make your documentary shorter and stop glorifying Nazis unless it's the fire festival. Yeah. If fire there were Nazis,
2: Nazis. if oh there were Nazis
1: God. at the Fire Festival, or if they were behind it, I do need to know. I'm sure they, I'm sure they funded it, so we can prevent that from happening again. Also,
2: where did Billy's millions come from?
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they see that that documentary. They explain it pretty well. They do they explain where he got his money and it's they fake black cards, even so. Yeah, and they do it succinctly mm-hmm. <laughs> in exactly as many minutes as I need them to spend on that. They almost did too good a job. They explained it. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Just, and I get it. Like I get why you would want, there's probably more money in it. Probably selling a
0: series as opposed to just a short documentary. But I also got to send another shout out to that lawyer dude that was prepared to go suck that dude's dick. Yes. (laughs) Like that dude is like you, you are the real MVP, bro. (laughs) I'm Your retainer. (laughs) Like that is a go getter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like he had to have done it before.
2: Yeah, I'd say this isn't my first time. I was like, you
1: kidding me? Of course I'll blow someone to get those bottles of water in here or whatever we need. Oh, well, it's time for me to dust off those skills again. (laughs) All right, who wants to go next?
2: Uh yeah, mine mine should be fairly succinct. I come to the realization that mostly I do not like the Beatles. Specifically Lennon and McCartney. I don't think they write good songs. I think George Harrison is obviously the superior Beatle. Hmm. And we are talking about people who are like, Yeah, well, in the past, yeah, like John Lennon was a fucking dick to both of his kids.
0: And his and his every woman who's and, ever been there.
2: Every place. woman, including Yoko, who is still like, I'm gonna milk you for the rest of my life. This is my meal <laughs> ticket.
0: And it was
2: and like I went through like Rolling Stones, top 10 Beatles songs of all time. I only like I separate in categories. Great. Good. okay, And what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) And the two that I thought were great. Both Harrison songs, Hmm. songs I hated and okay, and good and whatever. Lennon and McCartney. And like, you know, that's a fucking dick move when you're like, let's just sign all of our songs together. That way they can't tell who's who. And also Paul McCartney can go fuck himself. I, why has he stayed alive this long? I know he has a lot that's of money mean, and it. that's one of the reasons, <laughs> but like, not only did he give us wings and wonderful Christmas time, he gave us still a McCartney who is the shittiest fashion designer who would have never made it had she not been the daughter of Paul McCartney. It's like, I have a talent of making all women look terrible.
1: This um, feels like when Kanye let Nicki Minaj go really long on Monster. <laughs> I just want you to keep fucking ranting about the Beatles. This is great. I have no opinion on this, so I agree 100%. Thank you. I don't agree 100%. I agree that John Lennon was a a piece of trash uh, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so many ways. And I think uh, a lot of his... I think John Lennon is the most overrated solo Beatle by far. I Disagree that Lennon and McCartney didn't write good songs. I think
2: there's some good. There's some in the good column.
1: The reason those two worked is like when Paul McCartney went solo, his music was mostly like it was like really sentimental fucking love songs. He even wrote a song about it. Really love songs. And John Lennon was all this like experimental weird shit. The reason they worked so well together is they checked those two tendencies in each other like john lennon would push paul mccartney to be less of a pussy and paul Mm. mccartney would push john lennon to be less of a weirdo and the shit worked and you could tell who wrote what song because they would sing lead on their own songs well
2: they're not fbi agents for crying out loud and like the best example of that is a day in the life which is a good song it's Because, like, you if you know, it's like, oh, he wrote one song, he wrote another song, and then they made the songs come together, and it was pretty cool. And, like, at that time, like, I can see why that would be mind-blowing, but nowadays, I, I mean, I can order food on the toilet with my phone. It's going right. to take a lot more to, like, really fucking impress me musically.
1: <laughs> but the Beatles were also massively influential. Like, yeah. they, they, there are bands still today that people are just like, you just sound like the Beatles. Oh,
2: you mean like Coldplay? That great band? Coldplay?
1: Yeah. Oasis. Fuck like,
2: Oasis. Fuck you!
0: <laughs> Fucking love Oasis. I drove to Canada to see
2: Oasis.
1: Oh,
0: still, no, still no opinion on any of this. So <laughs> this great. This is great TV for me.
2: Uh, the, the one thing that I found out recently about John Lennon and Yoko Ono, which pissed me off because my boyfriend's in a similar position, is that Julian Lennon had to buy back his own letters that he, that his father wrote to him Wow! at an auction. And like from my, Yoko? yeah, from Yoko. Cause Yoko was like, fuck, I need money. I need wow. Yoko money. I so, don't got talent. This is my talent. I'm but the, the, the counterbalance
1: there is the time Michael Jackson outbid Paul McCartney for all the Beatles songs. <laughs> I think Paul McCartney awesome. was like, invest in music, man. <laughs> and Michael Jackson was like, okay, okay. i buy all your songs.
2: Quietly <laughs> a <genius? laughs> Huh? I quietly a genius. I mean, sure. I think that was a smart, that's why I don't think like he's like, everybody's like, Oh, he has such a childlike innocence wherever he goes. I'm like, he fucking robbed Paul McCartney blind. Yeah. And I think that's kind of awesome.
0: After he did a song with him. That's <laughs> a terrible, yeah, yeah. Song. It a terrible song. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> Oof. So bad. That was say say say
1: right. Yeah, you yeah. get
0: you get it like everybody gave them a pass because it's Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, but it was like yeah, but it sucked. Like remember when Jay Z and and Kanye West went on tour? It was like
2: yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> it was like yeah, it had, kinda, like two good songs. Do you kind of feel like when a uh, state of shock came out, and he was like, "So Mick, you selling anything soon? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on?" Um,
1: yeah the the thing about John Lennon like finding out how much of a trash person he was, I it still doesn't, like, the songs he wrote, it doesn't, like, diminish those songs for me. And I don't think that's really happened with anyone. Like, there are so many fucking stone-cold legends who have done some terrible shit. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's hard to, like, I don't hear the legend of bungalow bill and think about john lennon beating up yoko ono
2: no that's not what i think about when i hear come together i just think this is a shitty song that gets over come cool together <laughs> yeah
1: that's the thing too a lot of the beatles most popular and beloved songs are trash yeah. and come they're, t- and they're done better by other artists yes yeah. yeah yes yeah come together is not good no let it be can kiss my ass i agree <laughs> hey jude can get fucked. I just like the end of that
2: Where song. did you come up most of those lyrics, Paul? Where did you came up? Nah, 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 For like nine yeah, fucking minutes. <laughs> I,
0: I don't even LSD like yesterday. That no, much.
2: it's fucking sucks. It was supposed to be called scrambled eggs.
1: Well, that was he was just putting words that fit the melody he had in mind.
2: I don't care. He it's wasn't... a shit song.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. Yesterday is a garbage song.
2: I went through the top 10. The only time I'm like, oh, that's a really great song. And it's like, well, my guitar gently weeps and something, both by Harrison, who I think had the better solo career after anyway.
1: George Harrison is the best Beatle. And you can, that's why his first solo album is so great. Oh, yeah. Because they only let him have two songs per album. So he had all of these fucking bangers built up. And Ringo is universally the worst.
2: Universally the worst, but it was like, I would hang out with Ringo, though. <laughs> Out of all of them, I would definitely hang out with Ringo. It
1: does seem like If I'm not mistaken, Ringo has the most number one solo hits. Probably. Among the Beatles. Ringo's solo stuff is not bad. He's no. got a song called Photograph that's great.
2: I love Photograph.
1: Uh, he's got a song called Back Off Boogaloo that Franz Ferdinand ripped off for the song Take Me Out. He was
2: on Shining Time Station for a while.
0: Yeah, Corey. <laughs> I just love the guy for the name Ringo.
2: Right? Richard Starkey.
0: Yeah, there go with Ringo. (laughs) When I lived in
1: (laughs) South Dakota for ten years that felt like thirty-five years. Sure it did.
2: My apologies. Yeah.
1: There was a country music festival like right across the Minnesota border. And one year all the ads, like it said headliner Ringo. And I was like, oh, th- fuck, there's a country band that named themselves Ringo? That's fucking stupid. And then the day before I found out it was Ringo Starr. And it's like, put "Star" under his name. I would have gone to see that.
2: It sounds like a shitty like cover band. It's like, yeah. Ringo.
1: Ringo.
0: It's
2: like, I have a... It's, like, just- it's
0: just what our mom called us when we were kids. It's like, oh, all of you? It's a band that just drums to the old Beatles
2: songs. Yeah. So I used to have a lot of great... Bad cover band names like a solo U2 would be called Mono. <laughs> <laughs> and a Southwestern uh, Coldplay band would be called Chipotle. That's good. That's yeah. cute. I like I would watch Chipotle.
1: I would. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't eat at Chipotle. Yeah. But
2: I wouldn't watch Coldplay, but I would watch Chipotle.
1: I bet that Coldplay documentary is all right. <laughs> I bet that's one that I would watch it thinking like I'm gonna hate this, Behind and then the I music. Like there's a four part Hillary Clinton documentary coming out on Hulu next month. Oh god! And I feel like I don't want to watch it, but I feel like it's gonna be pretty good. Director still breathing? Yeah. Ooh, Clinton bot <laughs> hashtag Clinton body count. <laughs> I just there's, like that joke. I don't care. There's a a documentary I bring up all the time. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about the band 30 seconds to Mars, which is mm. Jared Leto's band. And the first half of it is him like fighting with his record label. Cause he wants to be able to make the album he wants to make, and they don't want <laughs> him to make that album. They want him to make uh, more pop songs or whatever the fuck he said mm-hmm. And that first half where he's fighting to make the album is compelling as fuck. Mm. And then they let him make the album And the second half is him making that album. And it's like, Oh man, the record lose? label
0: was right.
2: <laughs> this is
0: horrible, dude. You should act instead. People yeah.
2: ever wonder what kind of contract with the devil Jared Leto must have signed. It's like, you're going to be a rock star and an Oscar winner and a Gucci model.
0: Yeah. He's got the fucking life. Well, yeah. he, well, he, whatever he signed, he got the better end of the deal, I think. Yeah. All, yeah. all Satan got was his soul.
2: It's like, it's like, this is a successful transaction. Yeah. It's like, even if you go to hell, I mean, you lived the life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been to hell and honestly, Modesto wasn't that bad. <laughs> uh,
2: also, in my life can go suck itself. What? <laughs> in my life. Beatles song. Oh, It's okay. like the theme song of Karen's Everywhere.
1: Okay. Yeah, I it's did. It's my
2: birthday.
1: I went, I went to a, a, a Sarah wedding in South Dakota and in my life was yeah. the song they played when her Pictures of her and her redneck husband were scrolling across. Sorry, Sarah, if you're listening to this, (laughs) they're divorced now. He was a redneck piece of shit.
2: Well, maybe it was his idea.
1: Probably. No, I think I actually suggested.
2: (laughs) God damn it, Adam. I just remembered that Uh. detail.
0: Uh, All right. Corey, do you want to go? I do. I have an interest. And it's funny because I didn't really have an unpopular opinion uh, until I sat down and started watching some college basketball here at the studio. And it brought me back to the point of I think that the NCAA makes enough money to pay both the kids and pay for the schools that are already in like their organization. They generate billions of dollars every pretty much monthly. You know what I mean? Like, think about like college football, college basketball. We're about to go into March Madness. Millions of people. Oh, you can't
2: say March Madness. They're going to hear and sue. I don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So we're going into uh, the third month. March Madness. Yeah. We're going into the third month of the year's craziness. And, (laughs) and, And it's the most Advertised thing I have a marketing background That's my day job And it's the most It's the most Advertised thing There is Like every single There's so many ads While you're watching The game like you don't even realize it like the the scoreboard has like six different uh, companies on it the stanchion that the actual hoop is made of has three different sponsors on it the ladder that they go up to cut the cut the net down is is made sure that they have their label out there billions of dollars out there the only people that aren't making shit are the kids it's stupid yeah. and the i don't know if these people still exist but the argument you
1: always get when you you bring this up you personally, this is the argument you get. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is well, they get they get free college, so it's not free. They, they get free college, and it's like motherfucker. Someone who plays the flugelhorn really well gets free college too on a band scholarship,
0: and they're but unimpeded. The, like they're. Yeah. No one's going to stop that guy on the band scholarship from joining a band and signing a record label or getting or just working a regular job to, you know, in the meantime, you know, because you got free time and you need money. College athletes have to solely depend on their scholarship. They can't. They can't get a job. Yeah. Even if they could get a job with what?
1: Free time. Exactly. Like you're playing for a damn near professional level sports team. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking traveling. That's a lot of practice. They don't have time to get a fucking job. They don't. And it's where our episode last week was about the Houston Astros sign stealing scandal. Mm -hmm. And I brought up then like none of those people are like, well, why can't you just take their World Series trophy away and take their rings back? And the commissioner's like, no, we can't. We can't do that. They do that in college. Uh, yeah, let 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 the NCAA find out a running back got a pair of Jordans his sophomore year at a steep discount. Mm-hmm. They'll wipe out that entire team's fucking season.
0: Yeah, the entire team. They took Reggie Bush's uh, Heisman back. They like revoked the NCAA championship from I think it was like two thousand two, two thousand three, yeah. or something like that. The season Reggie Bush won the Heisman. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, no longer and exists. And here's the other thing. When they find out, like, the boosters are, are giving kids money, like, the, like in the 80s with SMU, and they gave them the death penalty, that means they shut down their football program for five years. It wrecked them. It, it damn near crippled the school. You know? Yeah, it wrecked the entire school. Yeah, it wrecked an entire uh, division, like yeah. a whole conference, you know? Yeah. And, I'm like, with the, specifically with the Astros, like, well, why can't you just do the same thing? Like, you guys cheated. We caught you. Like, you don't get to compete in the playoffs for three years. And I bet a lot of those
1: same people that would, you know, argue that, yeah, you, you should take away their fucking entire season they cheated those are probably the same people that are going to show up when a college tries to take down a confederate statue and be like (laughs) don't erase our history
2: (laughs) but you lost history i never learned but it's
1: like (laughs) what about the history of that school that's getting erased because of a fucking
0: ncaa violation that history doesn't matter yeah oh and and specifically with the with the civil war statue it's like yeah that was treason you guys are cheering for treason Yeah, that was literally fighting against your country, but try it again. (laughs) Motherfucker
2: It's just like it's it's the idea that somebody is getting paid money for doing supposedly nothing. That's what pisses off poor people. Yeah, and that's what will get everybody's back every time it's like he made money that I could have earned, but I didn't because I don't have no talent. I never (laughs) apply myself, but I still feel entitled to fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs>
0: to clarify, oh my the, god,
2: maybe that's why I hate John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: could be. To clarify, you, uh, the people that are doing nothing, are the athletes and the, the people, the mythical people's argument that you're making. Like yeah. they, they get money for this, nothing.
2: This There's, is why they're getting villainized yeah. for when they do. It's like. Right. They're fucking talented as fuck. Yeah. Let them get the
0: money. Are you six ten? Can do you have a forty inch vertical? Or can you do? Can you do physics and play basketball? Because like you still like people don't realize like if you really are a student athlete. Like there's a lot of guys that are uh, that are guys and girls that are super athletic and literal and really want to go to school and learn some shit. And they're and they're having a really hard time getting their education. That you're saying this is that the whole reason I'm going to school for, because I gotta go to class, I gotta go to practice, I gotta go to workouts, I gotta go to meetings. You're like they so much stuff they gotta do. I had a roommate in when I was at San Jose State and this dude was an offensive lineman on the team, and there was a lot of times where he didn't have food. This dude's six five, over three hundred pounds, and starving because the meal plan wasn't working. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, yeah,
1: and even in that case, if someone were to give him free food, yeah, he would it would be an NCAA violation. Yeah, he'd be suspended or off the team or something. And it it would bother me less as it pertains to the NCAA if the leagues that players go from college to the pros, like with the NCAA, we're mostly talking football and basketball. Yes, and in those cases we're talking mostly black athletes oh yeah and what happened when in the early 90s players like kobe bryant started going well fuck that i'm not gonna go play in college i'm good enough to play in the nba now Kobe bryant kevin garnett Mari stoudemire lebron james lebron james tracy mcgrady The NBA let that carry on for about five years. And they are like, nah. And then they were like, no, you got to go to college for a year. And it's like, why? You can be 12 and get drafted to play baseball. (laughs) Yep. Like, baseball, they give you the option. They're like, we're going to draft you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't come play for us, you have to go to college. Yeah. But you could also, instead of going to college, go play for the fucking Madison Muskies. Yeah. As a 16-year-old. And And make some money. No one cares. Hockey, too. Yeah. hockey you can go straight to the pros out of high school mm-hmm. but for some reason
2: hockey another predominantly black sport <laughs> yeah exactly
1: because <laughs> for you know, some reason football and basketball we have a problem with it mm-hmm. anyway
2: those are the most those are the two sports that take the most toll on a person's body and you're Absolutely. asking somebody to do it in the prime get an education and then once you graduate if maybe you don't want to pursue the NBA, you don't get chosen i'm just like Congratulations on your lifelong of pain. Yeah. Have and, fun paying off your student debts. And
0: that's what happens to ninety nine percent of the players. Yeah, it's forty. Like if you're in the, if you're in basketball, there's like a hundred schools in, in college basketball. More than that, that have a chance at the fu- at the, f- the fucking uh, the tournament. Sixty four teams. You know. Yeah. So like forty of those guys get drafted right or 60 actually there's 30 teams two rounds so 60 people get drafted every year that's it in the in the NFL it's like close to like 400 yeah there's but like there's, nine eight or nine rounds yeah, but there's 66 people on every team so the the odds of you getting drafted are astronomically not in your favor and you, then when you get in the league if you make it four years congratulations you did better than most professional mm-hmm. athletes right And, yeah, and and it's not like they were setting you up for financial success while you were in college. Oh, no. You know, they weren't teaching you how to manage your money or who to watch or what you should invest in, you know? Yeah. I'm still going to watch March Madness, though. I
1: know. (laughs) uh, There's no way I'd rather. What I love about March Madness is that. In the Purge universe, March Madness and the Purge start at the exact same time. <laughs> Imagine those games.
0: <laughs> I
1: bet lots of ones get upset by 16's <laughs> opening weekend when the Purge is happening.
0: What happened to our starting five? Well, we got to play with three this year. Well, we
1: brought guns. <laughs> and now we My shooting won. percentage is close to 100% this year. <laughs> Get it? Shooting percentage just shoots the guy in the knee. <laughs> uh, all right. I think that's that's a sewed. Yeah. We yeah. did it. All Get right. It. We made it to the end. Thank you both so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. What
0: do we all have to plug? Corey, what do you got? Uh, I have a uh, comedy documentary of sorts on Amazon Prime Video called $40 Till Friday. It's a fourteen it, episodes long. <laughs> Each episode's an hour and forty
2: five minutes. With in every one.
0: <laughs> And we go to the Grand Exumas and we try to put on a festival. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nah, it's uh, it's basically just following me around. Like I was trying to film a special and it fell through. Mm. But then I turned. But my the dude I was a uh, that was. Uh, documenting all the like those my videographer he like documented most of it and like all the stuff leading up to this we turn into a documentary and so it really just shows what you go through as a comic working the road trying to make anything happen so please watch that watch out for that also I'll be uh, all up and down uh, the the west coast uh, on tour in March I'll be in uh, Monterey I'll be in uh, Eureka I'll be in uh, a lot of different places so just check me out on Facebook at CR Showtime 831 Eve, what do you got
2: uh i'm part of night church this is la's only horror slash cult comedy sketch team did
1: you say horror
2: horror
0: okay <laughs> go on either uh, way i'm intrigued
2: yeah well, i fucked a cake on stage fully <laughs> new, so this is the sort of things we do i dare say we are the best comedy team here in la fuck you ucb you um go.
1: fuck you ucb that's right you're the john
2: lennon of comedy <laughs> yeah. schools um yeah, and also on um, 8 Inches High, that's hashtag 8 Inches High. It's the only talk show but dolls. You can find that on the YouTube, backslash Eve Esquire, just like it sounds.
1: Is that 8 the number or eight spelled the number. out?
2: Hashtag 8 the number, inches high.
1: So it's 8 the number, inches high.
2: Yes, all spelled out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Corey, say goodbye goodbye oh one last thing check me out on the showtime and kev podcast aside from being on this one.
2: <laughs> oh shit did i even say my team's name night church night church the best comedy in la
0: oh we've gone off the
1: rails eve say goodbye goodbye <laughs> goodbye everybody we love you